God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. 40 years now, people have been saying, yo, what's up? But I'm not doing that. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use regular Queen's fucking English. What is up? Because that's what it is. You're not even going to say what's up? That's what it, it is. What is up? Well. That's what it is, dude. What's it is is what it is. What is up? That's what it is. Well, you know what it is? It's real funny. Let's <laughs> just do this. This is funnier than me talking about COVID. That's for sure. Well, nothing's funnier than COVID. But I got a couple of sessions I got to do. I'm getting my Lunar Satan thing got funded. So there's all this extra stuff I'm doing. Dude, it didn't just goals. get funded. It got funded faster than a damn. Faster than a damn. Something that got funded real fast, son. Your shit got funded fast, dude. So I'm putting out a 10 song LP of my non satanic song. So, oh shit. What that, what's that going to be called? Vampire. So I'm getting that uh, mixed and mastered and just getting the stems to everybody. Can I suggest a different title besides Vampire? Sure. I'm okay, Vampire. Man, you're crushing it with the comedy today. Dude, if we had an audience, everybody would have laughed on that last one. But we don't. It's just you and me. And so all I'm getting from you is just a reckless smirk, which is fine. I'll take that, dude. I'll take a reckless smirk. Quicker than I will a fucking grimace from my damn wife. I'm ready to laugh, baby. That's the difference between me and your wife. I'm ready to like what's going on. They, well, they're not ready to like what's going on, dude. They don't like what's going on. It's fine. I get it. They definitely don't like what's going on <laughs> coming from this direction. That's for sure. They might like something that's going on, but not oh, sure. coming from this direction. No, this bye direction's bye. only. Bye. This is just somebody just working. And making things happen and doing everything. <laughs> but that's not cool. Yeah. That's this direction. The other direction is like freedom and fantasy and who knows what else, dude. Here's what I know. Here's when here's when things started getting bad. Toys. As soon as they started giving kids toys, that was the end. Here's what you get if you don't give a kid a goddamn toy their entire life. Somebody who's ready to do some shit. All right, done. The episode's over. Thanks for joining us. The quick episode. <laughs> I mean, welcome back to the you know Institute of Higher Learning at IOK Corporation at IOK headquarters. Dude, you thought you had uh, graduated because you did get an MBA in I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. But dude, guess what? We just reopened up because now we've got doctorate courses available I've, yeah i've got we, we offer a master's course and i'm okay but you're going to want that phd and i'm not okay that's when you're really going to need that education do you think you have a phd and i'm not okay oh yeah i, <laughs> I wrote the curriculum dude i was checking out the textbook and it said clinton wells yeah. and i was like it can't be the same clint wells that i know there's a picture of me crying into a shoe there was just that. there was a dude in the back like but you couldn't tell what his face looked like because it was there. He was crying into his shoe, so that was you. That was me. Well, you know what movie came book. on last night that I, I was so tired I was falling asleep watching a movie with my kid, ready to go to bed. You know what movie came on and woke me right up? Let me guess. I've seen it a million times. Hunger Strike. My cousin Vinny. Oh yeah, that's a movie I would never watch, but if it was on, I'd start watching it. I'd be like, this is pretty good. 
<laughs> yeah, it's real good. But only because Joe Pesci, dude. Joe Pesci is the best actor of He's all the time. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best actor of all time. But there's just no roles for him because he's three foot tall. He's not even three foot. He's like two foot eight inches. And he's got a voice that sounds like somebody's letting air out of a balloon. But he is the best actor. <laughs> did you know that he put out a record? He made a record after he did My Cousin Vinny. And the artist's name is is the character from My Cousin Vinny. He sings like standards and stuff. It's for real. Wow. I'm not listening to that. It's got a wild title. Listen to what it's called. This is for real. And this is not a joke. It's called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? He should have called it Vampire. Dude, can we talk about French New Wave cinema for a minute? Sure. Sucks. Done. Uh, by the way, by the way, course, fin- your course, is a, it was a short one because it's over. The course was called French New Wave Cinema. Your professor, Bob Schneider. Course, curriculum, this sucks. Course over. Repeat. A plus. I like some of it, but I, I agree for the most part, it's not really for me. Isabel's like getting way into French culture. And uh, I was telling her about some of the big ones, you know, Jean-Luc Godard and Breathless and Man Bites Dog and shit. It's fine. It's, fuck it's a all that. Too- fuck all of those movies. Man Bites Dog can go fuck itself, dude. There's nothing funny or cool about um, a ruthless serial rapist murderer. Fuck that shit. Dude, I went and saw that in the theater and I walked out and, and people were like, oh, wasn't that movie great? I was like, no, it was horrifying. They do. They do good horror films. I mean, uh, Hot Tension is real good. Well, their horror films uh, are like good. all of their movies. They're, it's too much. Like, here's the deal, dude. Life is hard and life kind of sucks and life is like chaotic and crazy. So you need a film to not fucking rub that scab with its abrasive bullshit. You need a film that's like aloe that you can fucking get lost inside. And then there's a happy ending at the end. Cause guess what? There's no happy ending at the end of life unless you're, you know, Mormon. And then there is a happy ending. But if you're not Mormon, there's no happy ending for you. So I want to see that in a movie. I don't want to be like, watch some guy giving head to a a, a decapitated woman's head in a fucking French horror movie. Fuck that. I want to see people falling in love and, and breaking the, you know, defying the odds and making love work. That's what I want to see in a movie. Sure. No problem. Guess what? Plenty of those on offer. Yeah. Guess who makes them? Americans. Guess who doesn't make them? The fucking French. The French have some sort of obsession with dread and I know. existential meaninglessness. And dude, and here's the other thing about the French. They're like, oh, if you don't like it, you don't get it. I'm like, no, I get it. It's not good. <laughs> Having said that, one of my favorite directors of all time did a movie called Amelie and he did Delicatessen and mm-hmm. City of Lost Children. Amelie is great. The, that, I love that director. So there, obviously there's always an exception to the rule. But that's the that's the great retreat of any any art. When someone doesn't like it, they're like, well, you, sim- you simply don't get it. Like Gaspar No. They're like, well, you just must not have gotten it. Or, or fucking uh, the Fuck Nymphomaniac that. guy. Who's the Nymphomaniac guy? Fuck that guy. That guy's not, that guy's not 
French. He's fucking like I know. I'm, he's I'm, like ta- I'm, Scandinavian. Or I'm moving on from French cinema. I'm just talking about any art when people are like, I don't know. I don't know if that was any good. They're like, well, one simply didn't understand it. Now there are some there are some movies that I saw and I was like, I'm not sure about this movie. And then it became my favorite movie. One of those is Blue Velvet. When I saw that in the theater, I walked out and I was like, did I like that? And now, of mm-hmm. course, it's one of my favorite movies of all well, time. Well, David Lynch is the king of making like ponderous films that leave you feeling ambiguous about your about how you feel. And then you have to... He makes movies that you think about long after the, the credits roll. The other guy that does that is Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, I've thought so mm. much about There Will Be Blood, but I still think that movie sucks. I've watched no. it three times, and it's not good. I don't think he's made a good movie since uh, Magnolia. He came out so hot with Boogie Nights and Magnolia. So hot. I kind of like gate. Punch Drunk Love. It's fine. It didn't age well, man. It's all bullshit. I haven't seen uh, it in 20 The Master. A bunch of bullshit. Master is so hard to watch. Dude, what's up with Amy Adams? Dude, smile every once in a while. Make a movie where you smile, Amy. Well, she's a beautiful baby. I love her. Don't be Lois Lane either. No, don't don't make Superman movies anymore. Stop well, that. Make, make Superman movies. Just don't use Amy Adams. You know who they need to use in every role in a Superman movie? Gal Gadot. I know she plays Wonder Woman, but dress her up in a wig and have her be somebody else. Sure. No problem. And also put her in some other movies. Also put her in every movie. Put her in every fucking movie. No it doesn't problem. matter that she fucking can't speak English. I don't care. Overdub it. Overdub the movie and put Gal Gadot in it. Have her play the guy parts too. Yeah, sure. Have her play all the parts they can do it with CGI. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what her new name is for me? Mommy. <laughs> Mom, mommy make a new movie. What movie? It's every movie because she plays every part in every movie. Mommy, I like mommy movie. I like mommy movie. Mommy make more movie for dad, for baby boy. <laughs> baby want more movie for mommy. Oh, mummy, 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 mummy. Well, <laughs> another guy that makes ponderous films, though, David Cronenberg. He really does. Thing about David Cronenberg, films. he's made some really good movies, and then he's made some movies that are pretty rough. But that's most people. That's most artists. I know. David Lynch is unique. In fact, actually, David Lynch has made some bullshit, too. Well, that, Lost Highway, Lost Empire Highway, Falls or whatever. In, Inland Empire. Inland Empire is pretty bad. That fucking Lost Highway is pretty bad. But only because that one actor and it's real bad. The guy that plays the Dennis Hopper kind of part, he's not good. Yeah, the evil guy. That's a th- that's the other thing, dude. You just never know. You think you've got the right actor, and then you get in there and you're like, oh, this guy's not doing. Well, here job. I'll tell you how you know. Here's how you know. Get Gal Gadot. You got the right actor. Well, get, get Willem get... Dafoe. Get Willem Dafoe to play any part. You got the right actor. Because Willem Dafoe plays the Dennis Hopper part in Wild at Heart. He plays the kind of crazy, unhinged villainy guy that you're scared of. And he killed. Did you see Wild at Heart with Nick Cage? Yeah. And Laura Dern? Yeah. Willem Dafoe is great in that. He's great. Dude, you know what I watched the other day that uh, William Dafoe's in? That Man in the Iron Mask with, with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. Dude, the school. ensemble act, acting in that. The, first of all, the movie's a, a pure pile of turd. But the acting is so good. You'll watch it all the way through. Like they got Gerard Depardieu. Who, once again... I didn't know you spoke French. That guy's... Well, I speak it fluently. That guy's (laughs) such a fucking great actor, he'll even make a French movie bearable. That's how good of an actor he is. We finally watched The Queen's Gambit. What'd you think of that? 
God, man, the first 20 minutes, I was like, this is great because I love that actor chick. I love that Anya Joy, whatever her goddamn three name name is. I love her. I think, she's they, great call her, witch. I think they call her big eyes. They call her, they call her eyes too big for her face is what the, what the Indians call her. Face look like an alien. Face look like alien. And when I say Indians, I mean people from India, not Native Americans. Oh, okay. You were canceled, but I'm going to uncancel you for a second. Um, <laughs> but she's so good. Dude, I was canceled I, for a second. But once you realized I was talking about actual Indians from India, then you were like, oh, I can't cancel you. But I know there's something else. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye then on Then I you almost now. got canceled. I almost got canceled. Well, what I've done is I've penciled in your cancellation. So <laughs> I can erase it. <laughs> dude, you might as well pencil time. in your own. <laughs> dude, every time we do this, dude, all I can think about is every time we do the zip, I'm like, okay, 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 obviously that's a joke. But I started thinking about it and I go, is that basically you're unzipping your, you're <laughs> unzipping your pants? Like I started thinking about it going, at some point, somebody's going to take a look at this show with a magnifying glass and they're going to go, are they, uns- are they exposing themselves? No. It's a joke, people. It's called humor. Well, the joke is something sexy's going on. Something real sexy's going on. Something sexy's my happening. My dick's coming out of my pants. <laughs> dude, nothing sexier than that, dude. Zip. Ouch. That was that was me zipping it up. You can't tell if I'm zipping it up or zipping it down. This motherfucker, dude. There's a, a buddy of mine. He's recommended like three movies to me. They're all shitty. And the, mm-hmm. he just recommended Jules and Jim. That's why I'm talking about French New Wave Cinema. Dude, I guess in 62, if you're French and you... Here's what it is, dude. People getting away with real bullshit. Oh, yeah. And then it's... Which is fine. Get away with your bullshit. But then don't recommend that to me. I think world cinema is important, like... I think it's important to check out the movies of the world, but, and you know, I'm no big patriotic guy. I mean, I'm an American. I can't control where I was born, but let me tell you this, man, the greatest movies ever made ever in the whole fucking universe were in the 1970s in a country called America. That's a little thing called the new Hollywood. And that blows all that French shit away. Dude, here's where the best movies were made of all time in America, in America, always seventies. Now check this out. There are some great movies. There's this Japanese mm-hmm. film director that made this movie called Shoplifters, and I saw another movie of his. And if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, they're all like in the top 90s. But he's one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Do I know the guy's name? No, because it's a Japanese name. Well, there's Akira Kurosawa, the Japanese filmmaker who did Seven Samurai and Yojimbo. And- well, I watched Yo- Yojimbo the other day. That movie is a straight up fucking classic. And then, oh my god, I know. And then they made for a few dollar a uh, fistful a fistful of dollars, which was a direct copy of that movie. Which is how Clint Eastwood became that famous, you know, the guy that you know from Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And I watched it, and it wasn't even close to as no. good as Yojimbo. Dude, one of the best movies I've ever seen is Rashomon. Did you see that? Another Kurosawa movie? Um, I did. I just watched it. It's it's good. Yeah, that Yojimbo is the, the gold standard. I mean, that Yojimbo movie is so fucking good. I just watched Rashomon. Rashomon's rough, man. It's all rape. The whole movie's rape, and they just keep retelling this rape story. Well, but it's this whole mindfuck, because you're getting it from each person's perspective, and you don't know who's telling the truth about what happened. It's, I know, it's a total mindfuck. It's, it is a, cool. it's a mindfuck, and it's cool. It's a great movie. It's a great movie, but this woman keeps getting raped in every retelling of the story. And if you're me, yeah, you're not really into it. 
watching a woman get brutally raped over and over. I'm not into that either. (laughs) I mean, come on. Hello. Hi. By the way, by the way, I'm not really into rape either. Okay. Just letting you know, just in case you're, in case you're like, hmm, I wonder if, you know, it sounds like Bob's not into rape, but maybe Clint's into rape. Nope. He's not into rape either. Is it either or either? Both. Both are acceptable in the lexicon. Listen, you can attest to this because I've I've actually ha- said this on the podcast, but we've definitely said it privately. If you're recommending stuff to me, one of the questions I always ask you is, do kids get hurt in it and do chicks get raped in it? And if the answer is yes, I don't watch it because I... It goes back to the point you're making about the French movies. I'm not trying to get that shit in my head. No. Like the movie Irreversible is on like a bunch of lists and it's like got a 20 minute rape scene. I will never watch that ever. I've seen that movie twice now. It's really, truly one of the better movies I've ever seen, but I'm not recommending that movie to anybody. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not watching it. It's terrible. Dude, that rape scene is so terrible. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen, but... Fuck that guy, dude. That dude, Gaspar Noe, right? That's who directed that I say Gaspar Noe, but I don't know how to say his fucking pretentious name. That guy might be the greatest living director. No. No, dude. I'm I'm not even joking. I think he's maybe the greatest living director. The problem with all of his movies, he's basically like a chef who's the best cook in the world, and he prepares this dish that's the most amazing thing you will ever eat, and then right before he serves it to you, he takes a giant shit on it. Mm-hmm. And so every time you see one of his movies, you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Oh, is that a giant shit? Oh, it is? Oh, I guess I can't recommend this movie to anybody. Well, what did you think about The Queen's Gambit? I liked it. Right? I love chess movies. I love underdogs. I love any movie where somebody tries to get good at something and then succeeds. Like... Like uh, You Got Served or Pitch Perfect, like any movie, or Magic Mike, any movie like that I love. You really do love the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, I love, dude, that first Pitch Perfect movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Dude, have you ever seen You Got Served? I own that on on DVD. I've seen You Got Served, yeah. Bring It On. You like Bring It On. Oh, Bring It On. Fuck yeah. Drumline. Anything (laughs) like like that. With Usher. Uh, the, what's the Whiplash? I love it. Oh my God, I hated Whiplash. That's one of the most overrated movies of all time. Oh, I loved it. Well, see, I saw it and I didn't know anything about it. Some guy recommended it to me while I was at the theater. I was like, oh, I could watch this or this movie I've never heard of. He's like, oh, I'll watch that. And I just loved it. One of the best theater experiences I've ever had, I saw with you when we were on tour in San Francisco somewhere, we all went and saw Birdman. Pretty good. That was pretty good. Well, we really liked it at the time. I loved it. I thought it was good. I, movies like that, when they get, when everybody goes super crazy for them, I'm like, mm, it's good. It's real good. What's that called? Magic realism? What? The the shooting style? It's like all, you know, ostensibly one take. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. Just the magic realism where he's like floating oh, yeah. and where he yeah, turns yeah, into yeah, a bird yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that shit. But that, yeah. that was cool too. The fact that it was one take was pretty amazing. But man, how about 1918? Did you ever watch that? I couldn't believe how good it was. It really... Dude. I waited till the end. To, I waited till the end of the season to watch that because um, it just. I mean, a World War One. It sounded One movie. horrible, right? But I mean, I 
from the from the very i mean that's another kind of one take movie where the whole film's like one take it's one take and, the whole movie. and you're just on a you're just on a ride that is unbelievable i couldn't believe how good that movie was it, it won a lot of oscars which made a lot of sense well it I mean, should have won best picture but parasite won it because the fucking Parasite's better because no parasite's not better than 1918 no no yeah no movies better in that year than 1918 definitely not parasite parasite was good but dude i'm not i'm not even going to compare the two I guarantee you, I've seen more Korean movies than our entire podcast listening uh, audience combined. I love Korean cinema. And I thought Parasite was a really good movie. But the difference between that movie and 1918 is like comparing like an opera written by Mozart with, uh, I don't know, like Bob Dylan's last record. It's like, they're not the same thing. Don't like, you dare. Dude, it took them, they, had, they had to rehearse for six months. They rehearsed that movie for six months before they started shooting it. It was such a fucking epic, fucking technical feat to film that movie. It was amazing. Dude, the movie, everything about was great. Parasite, great, great. Didn't compare in terms of like, I could have made Parasite. No way could I have made 1918. Hmm. It's like, you could have made Parasite. I could have made Parasite. <laughs> and I love I love wow. that. I love that director. That director was great. Yeah. I, re- I remember seeing The Host, the very first. Oh, yeah. When, when, that re- when that movie came out, I've seen that movie five times. I made a mixtape last night. Okay. What was on it? Just a bunch of bullshit. That's not what's important, but I haven't done that in probably 25 years. When's the last time you made a mixtape? I don't think I've ever made a mixtape. You know, you never made a mixtape in the nineties for some, no. for a lady that you liked for Gal Gadot for whatever, no. whoever Gal Gadot was. I did make some mixed CDs of some of my stuff for some folks here and there, but I've never made a mixtape for some ladies. No, dude. First of all, only dudes. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I didn't date a lady until my, until I met my wife. Uh, that's not true. Um, no, I just never, I never, I never did anything like, I never made a mixtape for a lady. Good God. Well, what were your, how does that, does that, has that ever in the history of the world worked? Oh yeah. What? Of course it has. A mixtape? Who made a mixtape? Outside of the movies. Obviously we've seen some movies where somebody makes one and it works, but that's a movie. I'm talking about real life. You ever made a mixtape for somebody and then they're like, you know what? Because you made, because you took all this fucking time to make this slaved away to make this music that you like. You don't even know if I like it, but you like it. And now you're subjecting your opinion onto me with this fucking music. Now I got to listen. Now I'm obligated to listen to all this fucking music for 90 minutes. Oh, and I'm going to hand out a blowjob because of it. No, people no. used to, first. First of all, first of all, you're going on this whole thing about how you just want to watch people fall in love in the movies. Yeah, and now you're going to be all cynical about the romance of a mixtape, dude. It's, Pick it's one, but baby. it's your opinion. Music one. is such a weird thing because just because you like it doesn't mean anybody else will like it. Why are you like assuming that this chick who looks a lot like Gal Gadot? Because she plays all the parts in the in the the movie romance about your life. Because when you have all those love feelings, it gloms onto anything you watch or listen to. It you project it onto your world. 
like a palette, like a like it's I like get a, it. I I just don't understand how that would ever work in a, in a in a million years. Well, it worked for me for sure. So tell me that story because that's the story I want to hear. Yeah, dude. If a, if a girl has feelings for you and likes you and likes the idea of you and you and especially if you have an ethos about you, which you had and have and I have as a music person, then you you're like, well, have you ever listened to the Smiths? Have you ever listened to the Cure? Have you ever listened to blah blah blah? They're like, no, I'd love to get turned on to it. And then you deliberately pick these songs. You deliberately sequence them. And what it basically is, is you're sending a message in the music. Whether it's real or not, or whether it's cheesy or not, when people have love feelings, none of those things matter anymore. You may, you've, been, you've been shot by a Cupid, baby. That's, all, that's what happens. Then you're excited about it. I feel like maybe that would work if you're in your teens. If you're in your teens, maybe. It doesn't work past, yeah, past 15. No way. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. All right. If you're 13 and you don't know anything about music and somebody's like, hey, check this out, and you're hearing it for the first time and you've never experienced any of it, then yeah, then it is all wonderful. Okay. You you are correct. But if you're 55, uh-uh. Dude, you get pissed if I fucking send you a link to a three-minute song. You'll listen to it for 15 seconds and then bark at me all caps what are you doing texting me a link bitch i, I always say why are you doing this <laughs> why are you subjecting <laughs> me to this two minutes of hell and the only reason i did it is because i thought it was so neat and cool that i wanted to send it to you and then you've checked it you check it out and you're like i don't know what this is i don't like it but you do the same with me dude when you send it to me when you send me like the link to folklore i'm like listening to that going fuck this yeah but that's the thing it's it's just taste it's not, a, there's no, there's no right or wrong to it. It's like, so you like it. You can't imagine anybody else not liking it, but that's not the way it works. But when you're young and in love though, it's not about that. It's not even about, oh, I hope she likes the Smiths. It's about, I'm trying to communicate a message to you how, right. as dumb as it is. And what it's about is, are you getting the message? Did you listen to the lyrics? Did you pay attention to why this song went into this song and why that song went into this song? Right. And did the TLC I put in on the front end, is that is the love of that TLC that's inherent in the TLC coming through the tape? Plus, right. you have a physical talisman that absorbs all the power. Again. How can you talk about how can you how can you talk about all this romance stuff and not and play dumb about this part of it, man? Well, again, that's 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 cause that's teenagery. That's teenagery that you're talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about adultery. You're talking about the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> I'm talking about fucking straight up the Great British Baking Show, and there's nothing more adulterous <laughs> than that show. Adulterous? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, or adulty. Dude, that show's so adulty. It's so adulty that nine out of ten people fall asleep watching it. Dude, nine, dude nobody who's ever watched that show doesn't like it. No one. They're, the only people that don't like that show are people that have never seen it. Period. Dude, I finally got my ex-wife and her husband to watch it. Now they're on their third season and they're loving it. Your wife has watched it. She loves it. Well, she can have it. You can all have it and you can all have each other forever. <laughs> dude, you would, you would love it if you watched it. It's so good, dude. It's it, it really, I'm telling you, I watched the new season, which is post-COVID, and nobody's wearing a mask because they all quarantined and they're all living together on this like estate. They're in a bubble. And they're in a bubble. And I'm telling you, dude, that first episode, I just cried the whole time. It's what I needed. It's it it was basically my frozen heart melting through my eyes. 
You know what you need? What? A mixtape? You need a mixtape. <laughs> I know it. I, All no, of our listeners right, know it. I think you're right. But please, please, Clint, let me let me just beg of you one thing. Mm-hmm. Don't make one for me. Please. Well, you know, when I told you a few weeks ago, I was going to get you something nice. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, di- I did. Oh, I got no. you something nice. I got a Walkman for you. Oh, God. But then when it came in the mail, it didn't work. Really? But I got you a Walkman. I wasn't going to make you a mixtape, but I was going to get you some uh, old tapes of oh, like yeah. that Head on the Door album and uh, Kraftwerk tape. You know, I actually have two. They're not Walkmans. I ha- have two. They look just like Walkmans. I have two cassette players that are USB players that you can plug in your computer so you can take your tapes and digitize them. Mm-hmm. But you can also just use them like a Walkman, put batteries in them, and listen to your music. Yeah, I have one of those. It's not as cool as a Walkman. No. At all. Well, listen, we're out of time. My How It Flew. Well, happy Thanksgiving. It's a it's Thanksgiving for all the babies out there. Oh, it is. Happy thanks. It's thanks. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for you, Clint. I'm thankful for my family and my friends and all of my fans. I'm really thankful for our Patreon friends here who support us. And I'm okay. You're okay. And I'm. You know what I'm really grateful for? I'm grateful to live in this wonderful country we call America. God damn it, I love this country. And I lived, I grew up in Germany, and I love the way they do business in Germany. I think they run a great country there, but God damn it, I'm so happy to be an American. I can't even tell you. So, happy Thanksgiving, America. <laughs>